audience, it's time for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. Yay! Yes, I know. We're connecting business perspectives. My name is Colton Cockrell. I am a certified financial fiduciary and an independent financial advisor with Sharon McKinley Group. And to my left, I almost said my right. You did. But I'm going to move one of these days. To my left, I have the talented, the lovely, the incredible, amazing, intro, whatever positive adjective you can think of, Miss Trisha Stetzel. You're so kind. I Thank try to you. be. I know you do. Only every once in a while. Only every once in a while. <laughs> Only at the start of each podcast. Good afternoon. Trisha Stetzel here, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions. So the purpose of our podcast and the reason why Colton and I come to you guys every week is because we're interviewing local business professionals and industry experts. And our goal here is to bridge the generational gender and life experience gap in business through our own unique styles of gathering information from our special guests. And we would not be here if it wasn't for our awesome uh, sponsors. First and foremost, Mr. Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. And so we are here today with a very lovely woman, passionate about what she does. And we're actually going to do this a little differently today. Instead of us reading her bio, she's actually going to tell us a little bit about herself and her story. Is that correct? She is, absolutely. And we're going to surprise you, Colton. Uh, see, I have no idea what I'm in store for. No, it's going to be awesome. So Regina Wagner and I have known each other for many years, and we lost contact with each other the last few years, and we've come back into um, contact with with each other just in the last few months. And Regina and I were talking the other day about her story. What's her why? Why is she in the business that she's in? And just so that you guys know, what we're going to be talking about today is end-of-life planning. That's the goal today, but I think letting Regina tell her story about why she's in the business that she's in is going to be really important here. So, Regina, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you're in the business you're in today? Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me here today. Uh, It's always exciting to have an opportunity to share uh, why I do what I do and what brought me here. I am a cougar, U of H cougar. So I went to college and uh, got my Bachelor of Science degree in mathematics One thing I want to share when I was there and thinking about my degree, my mother shared with me that everyone was created to solve a problem for someone else. And I wanted to be able to solve problems that made a difference. At the age of, let's fast forward, at the age of 26, my twin brother unexpectedly passed away. He was, it was a on-the-job accident. And, and at the age of 26, he only had the life insurance that his company provided for free. Yeah. Uh, it was devastating. It was shocking. We didn't see it coming. He, he was very healthy. Um, but as a result of him passing away with just a small amount of insurance and leaving his wife and one-year-old baby... To deal with that, we all went out and we purchased life insurance. My baby sister, two years younger than us at the, at the time, uh, computer genius, and so she went out and purchased probably just under a million dollars of life insurance. And I'm thinking, why are you doing that? And But it was good. She earned a pretty good income, so it made sense for her. Little did we know, two years later, she would pass away. Oh my goodness. Having given birth to her first baby, she had complications. 
She went into labor early. And two weeks later, she was gone. Hmm. Now, keep in mind, she did a lot better planning than my twin brother, right? And I learned that she told her husband, if anything ever happened to her, that she wanted a portion of those funds to go to me. I was in a bad marriage. And here, my little sister, younger than myself, thinking of me, the gift she gave me set my life on a completely different path. Yes, it did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was able to go into any industry. I was able to literally pursue what was my passion by talking to someone very similar to what Trish Trish does. You know, a coach. What's my passion? What was I designed to do? What problems were I designed to solve for people, right? Well, as a result of that gift, the gift that I will never forget, a gift that keeps going on and on, I had an opportunity to see my mother take care of my grandmother. My grandmother, very independent, owned acres and acres of land. She had a stroke. My mother and father had to bring her into the home. And I saw my mother age before my very eyes. I saw her health decline. I saw horrible dynamics of my family. Uh, Hopefully they're not listening to this right now. (laughs) But my mother took care of my grandmother around the clock. And it was very costly. And it was physically and emotionally demanding. And we just had a conversation about this. I don't mean to butt into your story. But I think it's a a really good um, segue into the story. I think Winter and I were talking about this uh, a few minutes ago around how the younger people are taking care of their parents and then yes. their health begins to decline and then the kids end up having to take care of their parents because the parents are taking care of their parents. And you're, right. you're in the same I am. situation. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And I know you're familiar with that term, what they use, the sandwich generation, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're, yeah. we're not only taking care of them physically mm-hmm. and emotionally, but we're also taking care of them financially. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. And absolutely. Potentially taking care of your own kids as well. That so is it's, correct. It's, yeah, that's well, and just... you have three major areas that uh, you specialize in. Yes. And I think where uh, your story goes with your parents is mm-hmm. long-term care insurance, that is right? So long-term care insurance, Medicare, and end-of-life that is planning. Correct. And I want to just connect the dots because a lot of Please times do. people look at me and go, why those three products and services? Right. Well, of course, long-term care. I, I've been helping families and individuals for probably uh, over 15 years. And that started with my mother. My mother only earned about $30,000 a year. Sure. But she purchased right. long-term care because she didn't want to be a burden to us yeah. the way her mother was and it wasn't intentional of course so from there I would start getting questions from family members and neighbors about Medicare and the questions were coming and no one understood it it took hours and hours of my being on the phone with Medicare uh, researching the best plans for each individual did all that for free right Uh, and then years later became certified but from working with clients in the long-term care industry 
getting questions on Medicare that led me to become a Medicare health specialist. Yes. And then believe it or not, as we get older, we begin to start thinking more about our own mortality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that purchased insurance through their jobs. Little do they know, or they fail to read the small print, a lot of supplemental plans decrease over the years as they get older and absolutely terminate. So at a time when people need that coverage the most, when they begin to pull it out, they find they don't have the coverage to take care of their final barrier expenses that they have. Absolutely. And as a financial advisor, right, you are connected in that world, right, Mm -hmm. around end-of-life planning. Yes, and that's where I want to spend our time is on end-of-life planning. Absolutely. A big misconception, or people don't even think about it, is the price that they pay when it comes to a funeral, right, funeral cost, um, burial, casket, flowers, all this stuff that's marked up, right, because it needs to be done. Yes. Um, It's an emotional thing, and they play on your emotions. So please talk on that point or those points. Absolutely. I want to start first with the states, the prices of a funeral, home service, what we might call traditional burial expenses versus cremation burial services. The cost will vary dependent on the state in which you live in. So I want to start with Texas, since we're talking about Texas, just to give you an idea. And I want to say one thing real quick. Uh, We have a wood chipper something outside <laughs> so sorry i don't mean to... no crows <laughs> no crows okay. but we definitely have a wood chipper outside. yes so yeah. sorry Continue we're having a little that. bit of fun here yes, we can still we hear you so it's it's great colton can turn this microphone down no <laughs> problem no problem just as i was sharing the funeral cost and final expenses can cover a lot of different services and we'll talk about that in just a moment but let's talk about the cost in the state of texas what we would call a good quality traditional burial plan could run about seven thousand five hundred dollars just for burial just for burial Wow. wow absolutely what we would call a middle of the road plan could be somewhere around $9,250. So middle of the road, what do you you mean by that? Just A middle of a road, it just has a lot to do with what we would call your good quality memorial service. Mm -hmm. We have what's called a better plan and we also have the best plan and there are average costs associated with that. So for example, think about the the casket and how it would what the quality of material yeah. that's okay. used that just sense. kind of give you an idea uh, regarding that you were talking earlier about people have no idea of the different services that are included yeah. i want to touch on some of that yeah, if of you don't mind there are the cost of a casket transportation mm. never think about that Mm-mm. clothing and flowers. There's cost of a monument, marker. There's cost for opening and closing a grave. A lot of people don't think about this. You know, the the newspaper notices, obituary, for example. Did you know that there's cost uh, or higher cost if you decide to include a picture of your loved one? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. And the price goes higher for any words over 20 lines. 
Oh my goodness. So just, just think about that. Most folks have no idea the cost of funeral services. They're completely caught off guard. And the biggest piece of that is that you're you're emotionally wrecked. You just lost oh, a gosh. loved one. Yes. And you're the you're, last thing you're thinking about is money. Absolutely. You want to make sure that they go out in a grand fashion, right? Yes. And that's just, you know, they play on that. And I'm not, not trying to say that. The, these funeral homes are victims or anything like they're trying to victimize you or whatever. I'm not saying that, but still, it's just you, know, you got to be careful. You're very vulnerable. That. You're in a exactly. very vulnerable. In fact, I shared with you earlier that I lost my twin brother at the age of 26. Yeah. My sister-in-law asked me to be a part of that. Now, I had never planned a funeral before, so right. I was just there. This is my twin brother. Yeah. We were very close. So I'm emotional. I was really no help whatsoever. Right. But the reason I brought it up. That funeral 30 years ago was $18,000. Oh, my gosh. Today, I know better. Today, I know that funeral should not have cost that much. She was emotional. She went with the best of the best. My twin brother would not have wanted her to do that. Well, and that happens, right? People are so emotional around what's happened Mm -hmm. that they're not making the right decision. That is correct. So end-of-life planning is important for many reasons, but that being one of them, Absolutely. where you're, you said your brother wouldn't have wanted that for his wife, no. right? Um, so if he had planned his own mm-hmm. uh, and said, this is how much it's gonna cost, this is what it's gonna look like, then his wife wouldn't have had to go through planning while grieving. That is correct. And that's the biggest piece, and I think that's so interesting because you're not only taking out the financial aspect, but you're allowed to grieve while the individual who passed away, they planned everything how they want it to be done. So you're confident knowing, okay, hey, granddad, dad, whoever it may be, they're going out the way that they want to go out. Yeah. Right. And you're totally out of that. You just show up and you mourn. And I mean, it's a horrible situation, but I think that is the best plan. And what a beautiful gift to give someone. Yes. They, they, I have seen families break up over whether or not their mother, father, uh, would have wanted to be buried in her favorite outfit or another sibling wanted her to be buried in a brand new outfit. Can mm. you imagine? Wow. Yeah. So again, taking the time to put your plans and wishes in place is key. Exactly. Can I, so this may be, okay, from my perspective, I'm looking at Colton thinking he's not thinking about end of life right now. I mean, we've just had a really deep conversation about young people who have passed away. So he's thinking about it now, but maybe not before that. I have, because I am part of the sandwich generation, my mother does live with me. I do think about these things. So my question to you is, when you're talking to people about end of life planning, how old are they? Wow, that's a great question. The age varies. I am talking with individuals in their 20s. Wow. And I'm also talking to individuals that's 100. Wow. Jimmy just introduced me to his His grandmother. grandmother. So here's the difference, though. When you're in your 20s, you really, you're not thinking anything is going to happen. Now, recently... We had a very famous person to uh, pass away due to a helicopter accident. Mm-hmm. So right. it brought the thoughts to the surface for people of all ages. Sure. They realized because not only was the uh, famous basketball player uh, very well known, but his daughter passed away yeah. with him. So it caused a lot of young people to think about 
what if that was to happen to me? Yeah. So the, the great thing is that it increased the dialogue of people talking. My daughter, 29, shared with me that if anything happened to her, she would want to be cremated. That was the first I had ever heard of that. Wow. Now, you did mention earlier um, there's a different cost associated between having a full burial and um, and cremation. cremation. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Right now, there's a variation of reasons why people want a traditional burial versus a cremation. You've got some families that are very traditional, and it's the only way they would go. The costs are going to be quite a bit higher because of all the memorial services that go with that. However, we're finding a trend among young and older people where they want to be cremated. And what we're talking about in that particular case is you're not looking at a viewing of a body. You're just looking at the cremation of the body. Now, sometimes there's a middle-of-the-road program where, uh, say, the family insists on a a viewing. Mm -hmm. You can actually allow a loved one's body to be reviewed for the sake of memories, right, and and saying their goodbyes. And when the service is over, you can then have the body cremated, which keep the cost down. Mm -hmm. So just to give you an idea, a traditional cremation in the state of Texas could be as little as $1,500. Wow. Yeah. That is a big difference. It's a pretty big difference. And if we were to go to middle of the road uh, for create cremation, we're talking about $3,250. And then the what I just mentioned about having the body viewed, but then when everyone is done, then the body is cremated, that casket during the viewing was rented. It wasn't full out purchase that's the reason okay that makes sense yes and i like the idea i like the idea of because if you're the one making the decision Mm -hmm. right you can say cremation no problem whereas if you let your parents your kids however that plays Mm -hmm. out they're not going to want to say cremation they're going to want you to be buried that's right so you're saving not just yourself a bunch of money but your kids a bunch of money absolutely and there's a lot of guilt that comes with the family members picking cremation if they weren't sure what your final wishes were so it what i would love for our listeners to do if nothing else is start the dialogue start having a conversation what are your wishes you know uh, there's been this uh, stigma that you know if you talk about it you bring it about Mm -hmm. but what i have found over the years is once i get individuals and families to talk about it and they put their plans in writing the peace of mind is tremendous. Absolutely. 100%. So what I hear you saying is the best gift that you can give your family is your own plan. Yes. Yeah. And I so like that. let me, so we always ask a random question. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be random at all, actually, because I'm actually curious. So would you rather be cremated or buried? Right now? Right now. Traditional burial. You would like traditional burial? Absolutely. Why is that? It's a great question. I haven't... I feel like I would be more comfortable and I, with the traditional, having my family and friends have an opportunity to say their goodbyes. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with my generation too. Sure. Right. Yeah. So uh, right now it would be a traditional burial. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Well, Regina, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, um, I know. And it went by so fast. Did you have a good time? I did. I did. I'm glad. It was, this was amazing. What great information. I know that you help people with end of life planning. And I know that if people are curious, 
they want to reach out to you to talk more about that. So will you give us the information on how they can contact you? Absolutely, and thank you for that. As the owner and principal of All Things Senior Consulting, I can be reached at, I'm going to give you the office phone number. Perfect. And that's 832-699-2245. Perfect. Also, you can reach me by going to my website, and that would be www.allthingsseniorconsulting.com. Do you want to spell that? I'll, how about this? I will put it in the Facebook post Let's since it's that. a long one. That's Excellent. Right. That Very would good. be fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. We can't leave the show without thanking our sponsors. Of course. So Jim Butcher, Relationship Banker, Allegiance Bank, we couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, please leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. We'd also love for you to subscribe and share to this and share this podcast. And Colton, I think you have your famous disclosure. Now it is time to stay in the good graces of compliance. So compliance, this one goes out to you. So my name is Colton Cockerell. I'm with Sharon McKinley Group, LLC. We are located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas, 77546. Phone number 281-992-5698. Securities offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA, SIPC. Sharon McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc., this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode. Yes, ma'am.